0: Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adewumi and I want you to listen to the message that I'm bringing at this hour which we started in the last broadcast talking about Christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel and Enoch pleased God and he was not found because God took him in short God translated him out of this planet without seeing physical death that experience And the same experience that Elijah, the prophet, got from God, when it was recorded that after Elijah has fulfilled his ministry, and a chariot of fire came down from the sky, from heaven, and took Elijah away up into the heavens, that experience, Jesus Christ is saying, he is ready to do it for anyone that will walk with him and please him to the point, to a mark point there's a point, it's like a mark if you if you will walk with him to this mark he has the power to keep you alive forever that is what he is referring to in this sentence you see where that's difficult it's not difficult if you believe that you are going away with Jesus Christ in the rapture at this end time but it's not just by assuming I will go You have to walk with Him and please the Lord. Like He has said in John chapter 8, if you turn to John chapter 8 verse 51, the same utterance Jesus Christ gave to the Jews. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, in verse 51 of John chapter 8, As if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Jesus Christ just told them exactly whom he is. If he was to narrate it for I would have told them that he is the same person that took Enoch away. That will have blown that would have blown away the Jews because they, they were even saying, Are you greater than Abraham? How much more if he said he was the one that took Enoch away? That would blow their mind. He could have told them that he is the same one that took Elijah away. That would have made them really mad. That whom do you call yourself? See, but it is the truth. And he was telling them that he is actually the Messiah, he is the Almighty God manifested in the flesh. When he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. You, you can read it yourself. You see what the Jews said. They said, Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death are you greater than our father Abraham which is dead and the prophets are dead who makest thou thyself that was the reply they gave to Jesus and he told them that if I glorify myself my honor is nothing it is my father that glorifies me whom you say is your God Okay, and he went further and said your your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad now he just pointed to them that he was way before Abraham And they said, You are not yet 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? And Jesus Christ replied to them. He said, Before Abraham was, I am. And now that really made them mad and they wanted to stone him. So what I'm trying to point to you then is in this story is this. The Lord Jesus Christ in this utterance to Martha was pointing to us that He did it for Enoch. He did it for Elijah the prophet. He is ready to do the same for anybody will walk with him to that mark and that is the point i'm trying to make you to see and the uh, and the bible has promised this to the end time believers that is what we see when apostle paul was writing in the first Corinthians, second corinthians or or in the thessalonians that we that are alive will be caught up to meet jesus christ in the air if that is going to happen to anybody means we are going to disappear like enoch without seeing physical death and we will never see physical death from that time forward you have to know that and it is the same power jesus christ is demisement is come is confess declaring right here when he was talking to martin the same power that he used the same power for enoch to keep enoch alive up today up to now he took elijah the prophet away and he said if any man keep my sin he will never see death so he says if a man, so it starts to be individual now, you have to remember that, so the same way at this end time, we that are believing, believing that Christ is coming soon and is coming to take us in the rapture, if you as an individual have to walk with him to that mark to that point where he said, if you come to this height, I will take you away you will not see this guy death, that is the mark we are talking about, it is you as an individual walking with Jesus and it is Jesus that is going to do it but it is faith comment by hearing and hearing by the word of God that is why I'm preaching this to you today so that you can have your faith built up to walk with him who's going forth has been from of old from everlasting and his name is Jesus Jehovah Savior that created the heavens and the earth and it's coming back soon and he said believe thou this to make you sure to know that the apostles didn't understand most of these things so they couldn't grasp it because Christ reserved it for the end time message, my, my, my believers. This message that we are going to go away in the rapture, never to see death anymore is reserved for the end time. That was why Jesus Christ didn't talk much about it because it is not for the apostles. Actually, the apostles were asking him about whether Christ was going to restore the kingdom to Israel. They were thinking of the physical kingdom and Christ said it is not for you to know all these things. You are just to do the work I am sending you to do and no wonder the Lord Jesus Christ said the last shall be first and the first shall be last some that are first shall be last and the last first and he has reserved some greater things for the believers of the end time and we are at the end time if you can believe some of these things you are blessed indeed and you have to walk with him in that narrow road like he showed unto Elijah the prophet that if you walk separating yourself from sin and walking that narrow road confessing Christ and not be afraid to die for your faith. That is the narrow road that he has laid out. He said he that loses his life shall find it because now Christ will hold you and say you have given yourself away for Christ. You have given your life away for Christ. And Now we hold you. Let's see who can take your life from my hand. And that is what he is asking for. Now he mentioned it he said that whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe it, thou this now he passed the question back to this lady Martha believe it, thou this now Jesus Christ knew that Martha believed in him as the Messiah but he was still asking him believe it, thou this that is to show to us that this particular statement of Jesus about his power to keep us alive forever must be believed as as it is as an individual statement that this power by itself must be believed that is every statement of his some believe what he said here and they believe what he said there and when he said the next one they say oh oh, we don't believe this and if you can see it in the old gospel of John some people believed him up to this point but when he mentioned that you've come to, you have got to eat my flesh and drink my blood they turned back and said no this is now too much so that shows that every sentence that he mentioned must be believed by itself this sentence that he said here, there's a revelation to it and that revelation must be believed by itself for you to be able to claim this promise so you may say I believe he's my savior, yes do you believe he's able to heal your body also, he has healed you 2000 years ago when he died on the cross you must believe that to be able to claim that healing for yourself so every revelation about his message, his, his utterances must be believed by itself If you believe He is your Savior, you must believe He is your healer, and then you'll be able to enjoy the physical healing of your body. If you believe in healing, you must believe that He is able to save you from death and keep you alive forever, like He mentioned in this verse 26 of John chapter 11. You have to believe that utterance by itself, and the revelation of this utterance by itself to be able to be a partaker of this promise. Because he just made a promise here: "Whosoever liveth, as you are living, and believeth in me, shall never die." But he now has "Believe it down This that is, you have to believe that sentence by itself." Because people that could not understand it, they say, "Oh, this is too much. I don't think he has this kind of power." Then they just limited him, because that's exactly what they mean. If they don't believe what I have just explained, it means that they are saying that they do not think Christ has that kind of power to keep anybody alive forever. But that is what he is saying. He has the power to keep any man alive forever. Never to see physical death. Then he asked the lady do you believe this? When the lady confessed what she believed because she couldn't understand it, he said he said unto him, yea Lord I believe that thou art the Christ the Son of God which should come into the world. Period. So she didn't understand this. She didn't don't say yeah, I believe I don't believe you I just know you are the Messiah and that's good enough for me but that's not going to be good enough he's wanted you to know to believe this utterance also so that you can enjoy that immortality that he has brought to life because the scripture said Christ has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light that is he has revealed it that's what he means that he brought it to light he has not given to every individual to just live forever now he said he has revealed it Whosoever can believe it and claim it and stand by him he can give it to you that's what he's saying he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel and this is the gospel we are preaching to you and Christ the Bible said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death so that is the last enemy that will be destroyed we have been destroying sicknesses right now not so and sin has been destroyed in Christians But a lot of Christians still couldn't resist death. But the last enemy that shall be destroyed is this physical death. It shall be destroyed in the end. And the Bible said many things about it. That Christ will destroy physical death completely from this planet. But we can begin to enjoy this power of the world to come. And that is what we have been trying to explain. And let me go again and read in the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 32 and let's see what it says here the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 32 because the word of God is very powerful and every statement of the Lord whether he said in the Old Testament through the prophets or he repeated it in the New Testament they all meant something and there are revelations that are involved. Ezekiel Chapter 18, verse 32. The Bible said, For I have no pleasure in the death of him that died, said the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and leave you. God does not have pleasure in the death. It means people think it's God that is killing mankind. When a baby dies, they say God has taken him away. No, God has not taken the baby away. Death is caused by Satan and all the satanic forces. When a righteous person dies, the angels appear immediately by their side when they go to their, when they when their soul is taken out, and the angels take their soul out of the grip of the demonic spirits that killed the fellow, whether through sickness or whatever accident has occurred, and the angels take their body to paradise to rest for a while until the things are changed upon the earth. But that death was not caused by God in the first place. So stop saying God took somebody away. Even when old men that walk with God like Abraham died, they had the, the body that decayed and weakened because of the situation on this planet Earth. That was not the original plan of God. That body decayed until the body cannot do anything anymore. The spirit cannot stay in that body anymore and the spirit gave up the ghost. Like we say. the body gave up the ghost. The spirit gets out of the body. It's like when you are living in a house that is decaying and demolishing and the point is almost crumbling over, over upon your head what do you do you run out of the house that is what is taking place when an old man that has that has used his days that has passed that has fulfilled his days finally give up the ghost the spirit just left the body and went away and then the angels can take the body the spirit and take to paradise but we are going to have a new body in the end but that was the trend of events But when innocent people young people die through accident, through death through sicknesses Satan is has been behind all of those. Satan has been behind all of those deaths all the time, because God does not punish even many people with many people, even some people with death. God does not punish even some people with death, because God has a way if He wants to take a saint away, without a single pain. God can do it without a single pain. So when people have to go through agony and sicknesses and travails and sorrow and finally die don't attribute that to God at all. God is not taking the fellow away. It is the devil and all that he has caused upon mankind. But according to what the scripture said, it said, through one man sin came into the world and death through sin, through another man, the Lord Jesus Christ, righteousness has come into the world and life comes by this righteousness. And anyone that follows the Lord Jesus Christ and has been saved, you have the you have the power to become son of God, to have this liberty to live forever. Even in the physical world, Christ has the power to keep you alive forever. But you've got to believe it and walk with him in that narrow road. Like he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my sin, he shall never see death. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my sin, he shall never see death. Now I'm going to I'm going to just continue this in the next broadcast. Now the Bible said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the truth has just come to you young man and young woman, and you all that is listening that it's not God that is killing mankind, it is Satan, the devil that is the cause of all this. In John chapter 10 verse 10 the Lord Jesus Christ said this, that the thief cometh not, who is the thief? The devil, Satan is the thief, is the wicked one. The thief cometh not but to kill, to steal and to destroy. That is what the devil's motive and the devil's uh, motto. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So Christ has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That is the promise of God. Now it's for you to aspire to that goal. That I want to be one of them to leave this plan without seeing that. That you've got to walk with Jesus in that narrow road. And what is this narrow road? First of all, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let him come and live inside your heart and then surrender to all his precepts like you he see say, he's saying and telling yourself in your prayer that Lord he, say, he, he said I pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that are come upon the world and to stand before the Son of Man he's asking you to pray so you can after you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you are a born again believer now you ask him what you want ask him in prayer that Lord I want to be one of them to live forever and not see physical death whatever it takes Show it to me and make me to walk in that narrow road with you. And then he will begin to show it to you and lead you in that narrow road. That is what it takes, young man. Elijah the prophet was show sure what way he should walk. And God said, if you walk on this road, unto this mark, I will take you away. Never to see that. That was the point Elijah almost gave up. And he said, it is enough now, oh Lord, my God. Take my life away because I'm not better than my father's. That was when he, when he was giving up. But God never changed. God will not change any covenant that he has made with him and God, an angel woke him up and made him to eat and said keep going and he went for some more years before finally a shadow of fire came and took him away so he still did not see physical death but Christ is saying the same thing if you will walk with him if you keep his saying you shall never see death but you tell him yourself that this is what I want Jesus this is my goal this is my ambition and he that seeketh it find it to him that knocketh the door will be opened he said, seek. He said, knock, and the door shall be opened. Seek, and you shall find. So it's for you to ask, it's for you to knock, it's for you to seek, and then it's for you to walk the walk. You've got to walk the walk with the prophets to walk to please God and see whether He will not take you in the rapture. I pray for you, Father, I pray right now for all the people that are, live, that are listening to me, that you will make them to understand that Christ has abolished death, and that we can live forever until Christ comes. And we can walk with Christ and it's not too difficult to walk in that narrow road with the Lord Jesus Christ. Denying ourselves of all those pleasures of the world like the Bible said. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And listening to Him so that we can walk in the steps that He showed to us. For I pray, O Lord God, that you will open the heart of the listeners to understand it and to want to walk with you. And as you take the first step, Lord Jesus Christ, take many more steps towards us, towards your people, so that we can move closer and closer to that goal. Of are common in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Jesus loves you and he has made provision that we don't have to die physically he is able to save us to keep us alive till it comes but the just shall live by faith Enoch walked with God and pleased God the Bible say he pleased God that was how he disappeared so we have to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ to the pleasing mark and then See whether we are not going to be taken by Him in the rapture. God bless you. Now I want you to listen to this few minutes of reading the Gospel of John, which is going to support some of these things we have talked about. This is what Christ meant when He said, The Son can do nothing of Himself, but what is He the Father do. For what things soever He doeth, this also doeth the Son likewise. Now, for the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than this, that ye may marvel. Now, you see what I mean? So he showed him what he doeth. Just like I say, in that vision, the Lord showed to me how to undo each particular case in that, in that vision. Verse 21 says, For as the Father raised up the dead, and quickened them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will." For the Father judgeth no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, or honoreth not the Father, which has sent him. as 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation. But is passed from death unto life. Verse 25, Very, Verily, I to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Verse 26 verse, The Father has life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Now let me explain a little bit on that Bible verse there and the earlier verse. The Lord was revealing to me in that section that the the authority that he is that he has as a son of God to have life in himself and to quicken to quicken whomsoever he will is actually signifying What authority we believers will get when we come to the stature of the Son of God. I hope you understand me. When we Christians come to the stature, the fullness of the stature of Christ, that life will be in us also. To be able to quicken whom we will. That is the will of God. So the Lord Jesus Christ came and demonstrated what a perfect man ought to be he came and demonstrated what a perfect man ought to be remember the case let me give you a case of when the Lord Jesus Christ came to this city name where it was said that as he was entering the city with his disciples they were carrying a dead boy a dead man out to be buried and this dead man was the son of his mother who was also a widow and that boy was the only boy that the woman had and just think about that in the this, in this, in the in, the, in the society we are right now. If that is a, the case of any woman, she had she, she is a widow, and has only one son who just died. All the city will be mourning for him for her. And that was the case when. And anybody that could help can do anything just to make that boy not to die will have tried all they could do to save the life of that young man. Why? Because they know that that was the only son the woman had. And not only that, the woman also is a widow. Who is going to take care of this woman as time goes by? The only man that could take care of her is dead or is dying. All men that have medicine, doctors, will be trying every effort to save the life of the man. And that's how much they can do. And when they couldn't do any more, the boy died. Now, when the Lord Jesus Christ came by and saw... And heard about the situation, and saw the everybody around the woman, you know, are pissing her, and she w- you can expect that she will be crying. The Lord Jesus Christ had compassion upon her. Now, if you are, if you, if any of us is a perfect man like Christ w- demonstrated, we will be able to do something about that kind of a situation. Especially when you have compassion for a woman that lost the only child that she had and she also being a widow and that type of compassion people can have compassion but if you cannot help what what good is that maybe you can give money to the woman that's how the world has been they gave money yeah not my help however as a Son of God as a perfect man we ought to be able to do something that is what I'm pointing out here and that is what Jesus Christ is demonstrating and telling us here that when we come to the statue of a perfect man the statue of Christ we will be able to do something with that type of a situation. A situation that we don't agree with in the first place. We don't agree with somebody who is a widow and having only one child for that child to die young. We don't agree with it. Anyone that loved the woman won't agree with it. And that's why the men that were around the woman have tried all the cold and the the woman's baby, man's child died. Now, here comes the perfect man, the Lord Jesus Christ who could do something about it. And he walked into that city of Nain when they were carrying the dead cops out. And Jesus Christ went to the woman and said, Don't cry. And then he, Jesus Christ stopped the procession and the funeral and made the boy come back to life. He said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And the young man rose up and was alive. That is the stature of a perfect man that can undo situation, that can resist and arrest Situation that evil situation that we don't agree with, the Lord just demonstrated just demonstrate to us, and that is the level he is calling every Christian to come onto the level of the stature of a perfect man. Let me read it to you in Ephesians chapter four. That is why the Bible said Christ has put ministries in the church. So that we all can come to this fullness of the stature of Christ. Remember that. So that we all can come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11, the scripture said, Christ, talking about Christ, and He gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, For the work of the ministry, for the headifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. You remember that is our goal, to come to that perfect man. Unto this measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, remember that. That is the goal of Christianity. Christ put all those ministries so that you should be fed by apostolic ministry, by prophetic ministry, by evangelistic ministry, and by pastoral and teachers' ministry so until we all come to the perfect state, the perfect man, the stature of Christ. And I'm trying to describe to you in this chapter what is this stature of Christ. In John chapter 5, Christ just told us some of the stature, some of what he has as his son of God. And that is the stature he is saying. We will have this type of anointing also. When we come to the fullness of the stature of Christ, let me read it again. Here is the verse twenty-four, and actually starting from verse. Let me read to verse twenty-five again. But even verse twenty-one said, "For the as the Father raised up the dead and quickened them, even so the Son quickeneth whom He will." That is, when we come to the stature of His Son of God. Perfect man, he said, we will quicken whom we will. You say, Well, are we not son of God yet? Remember in John chapter one, see the Bible is complete, there is no gimmick in the scriptures. In John chapter one, Apostle John wrote here, in gospel of John chapter one, he said, Unto them that believe in him, verse 12, chapter 1, verse 12 But as many as received him. As many as received Christ, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. Praise the Lord. We just wrap up right now. This is the Gospel Distribution Ministry, Phoenix, Arizona, 85046. As many as received Christ, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. The perfect man, the stature of a perfect man is what is our goal as believers, as Christians. And Christ has demonstrated that to us. And that is what he wanted to bring us to when he said, If you keep my saying, ye shall never see death. That is coming closer to this stature of Christ. Because he is still alive today. Write to us and we shall send you some exhortation. If you have access to the internet, our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org You have to spell that one out, gospeldistribution.org. Gospel distribution is one word. www.gospeldistribution.org And you can send us email on the internet. Our email address is webmaster at gospeldistribution.org webmaster at gospeldistribution.org And you can also read all our literature on the internet freely. God bless you and see we we'll see you again next time.